Hey y'all, you're listening to another episode of Big Facts No Cap with Paul and Adrian. Y'all know we're the number one podcast with Halloweenies and dudes who wear beanies. Let's get into it. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. Big Facts. No. Cap. No cap. No cap. <sighs> One year anniversary of Paul being broken up with. Oh, yeah. The scariest thing of all. We did that too many times <laughs> in the other episode. The scariest <laughs> thing of all, being alone. That was a fun episode. You were here in person while we recorded that. Yeah, yeah. That was a good time. That was like second week that I was here, yeah. Gold I got age. a couple texts based on that episode of people being like, you good, man? And I was like, hell yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll tell you I what, just lost, just lost uh, 140 pounds. <laughs> I, <was just, laughs> I didn't want to guess what Becca's weight was, though, so I, I stopped. <laughs> I, I don't know either. I feel like any number I say would hurt her. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any good way to do that joke. But that is a good joke. Solid joke, though. <laughs> I was I, I was going to say, it's been a year. I think I'm pretty safe. I don't think she's listening to the pod. So I don't think, don't think she's going to hurt her feelings. You, you don't think she's like the kind of person to hate listen? Ooh, hey, those are still listens on the uh, yes, charts. Yes, they still count the same way, baby. Because, I don't know, she seemed psychotic enough that that would be a thing that she does. Is like she listens every week to try and hear if there's anything painful going on in your life so she can relish <laughs> in it. <laughs> like, you start off an episode talking about how you have a tummy ache, and she's like, yes, the tummy of the patriarchy is hurting. <laughs> it is fun to know that I came to represent so much evil. Yeah. For me, you represent Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oh, for me, you represent diabetes. <laughs> and having a lift in diabetes. <laughs> no, Adrian, you represent having a good time. You represent being a rude dude this with a tube. This for you, I'll tell you what. No cap. You remember that from grade school when you would know your friends by their backpack? You could like walk into a room and be like, oh, mm. they're here already. Yeah, yeah. I remember going to my girlfriend's place in elementary school and I saw my friend's backpack and that's how I knew something was happening. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's that Herschel one from, uh, what is it called? Uh, Urban Outfitters? She's fucking, she's fucking too cool, Josh. The Porsche drove me against the driveway didn't tip you off, but his backpack you eyed no, right away. No, I was like, anybody can have that Porsche. Anybody can have that Quinky little tykes, uh, Porsche. He yeah, even yeah. had the one that you didn't have to, like, Flintstones your feet to get it moving. It had a little engine in it. A little kid motor. See, I'm in Xbox. <laughs> He's more of an Atari. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. <laughs> but the way you play that game ain't fair. A little kid who's so distressed from his breakup that he's wearing, like, a robe at home. He's just like, I can't even get dressed. <laughs> so Halloween is coming up. What are you going to be this year? Spooky season. I was talking about that. I'm going to see, um... JPEG and snail mail on the 30th, so I think I'm, I'm thinking about they're unveiling They're wrapping my, back uh, around to California? Nice. They're like, let me just wrap back around to California real quick. Um, so I think I might go as JPEG. Uh, that way I can go to the concert dressed as JPEG. Ooh, yeah. Um, what, what, what are you going to do for matching his skin color? Uh, nothing. That's the appropriate way to do that. Dude, that show was awesome. He freaking killed it. Yeah, you're really going to enjoy that show. What are you going as? A Air Nomad again. Oh, right. You told me you just upped the costume a bit. Yeah. People got, like that one. Got new body paint. Yeah, the pens seemed kind of... It was tedious to try and get that on. 
Yeah. Thank you for the help. No, no problem. You know, canonically, they never go over it in the show, but I'm glad that we did the blue arrow on my dick, too. I think we all know that there's one there, too. Mm -hmm. With a thing written on it that says, my eyes are up here. (laughs) (laughs) What if part of the bit of my costume was that I ate a bunch of beans so that I could fart all night and be like, hey, did a little bit of (laughs) airbending. Y'all want to see a little Uh, bit of airbending? Did you keep the staff from last year, too? Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. It's gonna be a good costume. You should definitely eat a bunch of beans beforehand. And, I know, out of respect for you, Adrian, black beans. Thank you. Also, does that resonate with you? Do they actually make you fart? Yeah, I mean, uh, even hummus does, like, all, like, even, like, Mm. uh, chickpeas. All legumes, I guess. Mm. Beans and legumes. Well, I have been uh, gently celebrating throughout the month by doing a rotating movie night with my lab. And I'm going to that concert, and then I don't actually know. I'm sure there's probably a few parties going on that weekend, but I actually haven't made any concrete plans yet. Slash, um, I need to actually figure out what my costume's going to be. I'm thinking about going as Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh. The whole internet's telling me that I shouldn't dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer, and I say, hey, you can't tell me what to do, internet. <laughs> hey, make sure to you buy been... some whiteout to get your face the right color. <laughs> Even following this drama? I know people don't like the show because they say it's uh, offensive, but I had no interest in watching the show, so the discourse around it wasn't really interesting to me. It made me happy. I just naturally fell on the right side of that argument. No interest in watching the show. People were like, it's problematic. I was like, yeah, that's why I wasn't going to watch it. Hey, nice. Um, Yeah, people are mad about white people dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer, and the last thing that I saw was kids dressed up as Jeffrey Dahmer and the worst offender being a kid where... He had a bucket full of body parts that were clearly, like, I think, pale tone skin that they painted black because most of his victims were black or whatever. So they really wanted to make sure it was accurate. That is really offensive. Yeah. That's incredible, uh, though. I love it when kids are offensive because you know an adult somewhere fucked up and the mm -hmm. kid, you just get to be like, look at him. (laughs) Look at him. Emotional. (laughs) Emotional. (laughs) Look at him. Offensive. (laughs) We gotta get him started early, I'll tell you what. Look at him problematic look at you problematic (laughs) all right i have a one media roundup um it got cut last time we talked about it so i don't think there was an issue with it but the french uh animation college uh i don't know how you pronounce it in french i think you know french g-o-b-e-l-i-n-s i I think or maybe the e's before the b i guess it'd be like goblin or something like that uh anyways it's a college for uh, animation and uh every year when their class graduates the students release their senior films on youtube and they're all pretty fun at least interesting baseline of course because they have different styles and stuff like that they're all really varied and cool so the first two are coming out have already come out uh, and they're coming out weekly for like the next few weeks so check it out on youtube it's a fun time and then i watched for the first time big trouble in little china that was incredible but i you know, that'd be like, you know, check out the Beatles sort of thing. I've, <laughs> like, I've never heard of that. What is that? Uh, John Carpenter action movie. It's really good. It's just, uh, it's exciting. It's a classic. You should, uh, you should check it out. All right. Paul's rating is a classic out of 10. All right. You want to get into the theme? Yeah. So we're switching it up a little bit as always. No one got broken up with this time. So we can't make that the hook of this Halloween episode. <laughs> this time it's Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason. It would really Paul's have helped if Freddy. I'd never seen that movie. I don't think so. I think you get from the zeitgeist the general <laughs> vibe. If you want to know the actual movie, as far as I remember watching it when it first came out, because my sister was really big into both of those franchises, um, Jason wins at the end of their fight, and he like has Freddy's head like cut off, 
And the end of the movie is Freddy like winking at the camera like, I'm actually still alive. I'm kind of immortal. Then you find out it was all just a dream. It pans out and there's like a kid shaking a snow globe that has Freddy and Jason fighting <laughs> it. <laughs> and then it turns out that it's actually just a story in a storybook that someone's oh. reading. The story from the beginning of Shrek. Mm -hmm. Do they ever acknowledge that later on that Shrek was supposed to be a fairy tale at the beginning of the first movie? Nah. Oh, wait, no, no, it's not because he's reading the regular fairy tale and then he's like, what a lord of crap. It slams the book shot. Is that your Mike Myers? What are you doing in me swamp? <laughs> That's my best. Get in my belly. Get in my be better out than in, I always say. <laughs> Classic movie. <laughs> but we're talking about Freddy versus Jason. Paul. But what if they had Shrek show up? That would be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. Freddy versus Jason versus Shrek. <laughs> and Freddy and Jason realize that Shrek is the way more powerful of the, t of the three and they have to team up. Oh, like the new King Kong where uh, the new yeah, King yeah. Kong versus Godzilla where they have to team up to fight the more evil Precisely. monster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Freddy versus Jason. So You're representing Freddy, even though I technically like Freddy better than I do Jason, but we kind of just haphazardly assigned us yeah. each one so i think i'm representing jason can you give me a quick breakdown of their story because i know freddy krueger is burn victim who's like a pedophile who enters children's minds freddy krueger was a janitor at a school i've only seen a freddy movie i've never seen a jason movie Freddy was i believe a janitor in elementary school he was also a child uh diddler a pedophile and so the parents in the community got together and like burned his house down or like trapped him somewhere and burned it and so that's how he died and he got you know mystically reincarnated as this villain that can go into the dreams of children and adults as well um and if you die in your dreams you die for real and uh that's that story i don't know if that's something where like when they rebooted it or something they changed the backstory but that's the one that i remember the i remember watching the movie it, it is a bit of a spoiler or twist review because uh i guess for like a little bit they try to do oh he's getting revenge on the parents because they miss mistakenly accused him, accused him of child data like and that it's like she walks into like his basement at some point in the movie, and it's like, oh, no, 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 this basement is definitely a child diddling basement. He he definitely did the crime. God, he should be on HGTV. <laughs> um, Somebody walks in behind her, it's like a fresh layer of paint, and this place will be, you wouldn't even be able to tell children got diddled this place has got This place has got great bones just knocking on the wall. <laughs> um, Jason went to Camp Crystal Lake, and because he was a child there, and because, like, the horny ass teenagers who were camp counselors were making out instead of watching him. He drowned in the lake without proper adult supervision. And so I think the first movie or the second movie is like his mom killing all of the people. And then he kind of like comes back as like the big scary Jason dude with the hockey mask and uh, mm. takes it from there. Yeah, I always as a kid ha hated Freddy's face. The uh... just the hockey mask or no, Freddy. Oh, Freddy. Freddy Krueger. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't like ugly people? You don't like burn victims? No, because most burn victims don't... Uh, yeah, maybe we should cut that out. It scared <laughs> me as a kid, man. I was a kid. I, did, I wasn't yeah, sensitive was... to these issues. <laughs> he was supposed to be scary. That was part of it. I wasn't sensitive to these issues, man. Problematic child. I know. He would have dressed up as Jeffrey Dahmer. I never really gravitated towards Jason. I think he was, it was similar to Mike Myers, too. Like, I don't know. Neither of them I really find compelling, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of slasher Wait, movies, Mike Myers so. again? Get in my belly. my belly! Yeah, I was like, I just don't find Shrek compelling as a character. <laughs> they didn't really um, round him out. He's, uh, he's kind of two-dimensional. I'll tell you what. 
Uh, any other favorite slashers? Uh, the hash-linking slasher from SpongeBob. Classic. None that really come to mind. I'm way, I'm way more into psychological horror than like slasher horror. So like none of those have really been my uh, my lane. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can enjoy them and I can get into them. But like they don't do much for me. I'm always a f- there's like two movies in the theater and one of them just is like a cliche action movie or something. I'd probably rather see that than the uh, slasher. Super yeah, compelled. This, that was one of the things where like I didn't really understand what people found so compelling about X, the last uh, A24 mm. horror movie. Um, or one of the latest ones that came out. Like, yeah, it really was just pretty straightforward. I don't know. I think that's the thing about them. They're they're both they're always usually pretty straightforward. And then the other issue that I have is um like the Strangers and Michael Myers, where it's like I I don't like the teleportation mechanics of these things. It's just I just find it like the most zaps mm. you out of the the movie so quickly. Okay, how about? Also, I don't like the lack of female representation in the slasher films. What are you talking about? There's always the final girl. No, no, no. But I mean, in the villains. Oh, I guess I did mention X where the killer is an old woman, but maybe that's what was revolutionary about it. That's why (laughs) incels loved it. How do you feel about ambitious crossovers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So Um, Freddy versus Jason is an ambitious crossover. They took two of the biggest horror icons and brought them into the same universe. Well, after Alien versus Predator, right? Like it was clearly modeled after that, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Which I also watched that movie. Man, as a teenager, I was really a sucker for these, like, gimmicky things. <laughs> what other things? Uh, Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. You got uh, all the cameos of the Scrubs people in, uh, what do you call it? Cougar Town. Apparently, there's also Spin City uh, cameos in Scrubs. So, like, he just kind of kept going down the line of his shows. Uh, Lilo and Stitch had, like, four or five different crossovers at one time with all of the, like, Impossibles and other shows. Yeah, there were a ton from our childhood. I don't know. Do they still do that now or... Was that a, like a, a bygone era of that? No, I think it probably still happens. Uh, cartoons, I'm sure it happens a lot with, especially like a place as Nickelodeon stuff we wouldn't be seeing nowadays. You think they're putting Jake and Finn in Gravity Falls? Bruh, <laughs> both of those shows my are knowledge old. Is so outdated. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> both of those shows are like, well, have been over for a long time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> What's the other one? Uh, Steven's Universe. I think even that one. If it's Steven's not over, Universe. <laughs> What is it? Steven Universe? Yeah. I never watched an episode of it. It came out when we were like in college. That makes sense. You do hate the queer representation. No, I hate that he's a man who uses love and defense as his power instead of kicking butt. What the, what's up with that? That makes sense. Yeah. I want to see him kick butt, man. What are they teaching our children? I have watched a video essay on that. I don't know why. I... <laughs> what did you learn? That his power is that he uses defense and love and doesn't use aggression to solve his problems. He, he uses protecting his friends with his superpower. That's some, that's some real anime shit. I fundamentally disagree with that. He should use kick and ass as his power. Yeah, at least in anime, they still also kick ass to defend their friends. <laughs> I fight for my friends. Any other crossovers that touched your heart? I'm trying to think. The Jimmy Timmy Power Hour was... An interesting one because they tried to do it in both of the animation styles. Um, Jimmy Neutron, of course, having one of the ugliest animation styles that's ever existed. So seeing Timmy Turner in that like 3D CGI was traumatizing. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Neutron was a really ugly show. It looked like a N64 game. There's also more adult ones, I guess. There's like uh, the Family Guy uh, Simpsons crossover. I'm sure American Dad has also probably done a crossover with uh, those kind of shows. 
Any good anime ones? I'm trying to trigger your memory. Uh, ooh, probably none that come to mind, though. There wasn't that episode where Attack on Titan showed up to teach Naruto a lesson? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. There wasn't an episode where Pilla Kill became best friends with Dragon Ball Z? That, that's definitely not the crossover that's gonna happen. Yeah, I can't think of any. What about Smash Bros? Oh, neither me or you played it. We've talked about it before, but people love that video game series, um, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an actual real ultimate crossover type series. It's Disney and it's OP, right? It's like the original. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of the Square Enix universe, but I think the main character is original. I think other Square Enix characters do make appearances, though. Nice, nice. Very ambitious crossover. Honestly, one of those ones I don't think anybody was asking for. Yeah, I don't know if I really needed uh, Mickey and Goofy to like come along with me to defeat darkness as a concept. But I think that is more fun. I think stuff you would never think to ask for is always better than stuff you're you're deeply invested in happening. Mm. You're talking about a crossover where Korra waterbend battles Blastoise is not a cool idea? Okay, I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a cool idea. That's a cool idea right there. Oh, there was also like network TV, like, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, Andy Samberg from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in New Girl for a hot second. All right, Adrian, before I start my article, can I get you to do a little something for me? Something where I'm going to... Is this a quid pro quo? I'm going to ask you to flex your improv muscles. Ugh, I'm doing Ask Freddy as my column. And the thing about Ask Freddy is it is for a website called dosomething.org, which is for people to create a change in their community for teenagers. It specifically kind of seems to be like mental health focused. Mm. So one of their advice columns is Ask Freddy. So we're bringing it in for this Halloween episode because of the Freddy name. But it doesn't have that many columns. One of the things about it is that he's only ever done like eight Ask Freddy's. So there's a main column we're going to discuss like we always do. But before that, can we do a lightning round where you just give me off-the-cuff one-shot answers to a lot of the kind of one-sentence questions he receives? Sure, are we going to compare answers? Um, sure. I can actually, I haven't read, like, or prepared anything for this, so I can try to do it with you So there's too. a little segment called Adrian versus Freddy? This is Adrian versus Freddy. All right. Ask Freddy, how do I make new friends? Um, work, hobbies, join a club... Uh, go to the gym, do Bumble friends. I've read studies that say that people become friends with people they spend a lot of time with, like forced interaction time. So mm-hmm. tie somebody up and Prison. put them in your basement and oh. they might uh, become your Are friend. Are you just pitching the patient? Ask Freddy, how do I gain more confidence? Uh, fake it. If you always stay strapped with a gun, just knowing you have it on you will make you feel more confident. Ooh, that's his answer? No, that's my answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, ask Freddy, how do I get over heartbreak? You gotta fuck some different people, you know what I mean? Get back out there, you dirty little dog. Get that dirty little dig wet. Exes, especially if somebody broke up with you, really like it when you reach out consistently and obsessively over the next few mm. months. Also, if you do that, make sure you do it from like a way that makes it feel like you're pitying them. <laughs> like, I'm doing great. I just want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> I know you took it pretty hard. Um, how do I manage my time when I'm feeling overwhelmed? Um, 
My answer is push the work off onto somebody else. Ooh, delegate. That's what bosses do. How do I come out to my friends and family? Talent. Gender reveal. Can I date someone without having sex? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can also have sex without dating someone. Works both ways. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you can do both. My crush seems really into me, but hasn't made a move. What should I do? Make that move first, bruh. Grand gesture of love. Move states and take up being a welder. They get paid really well. Mm. How do I achieve my goals this year? Set very, very achievable low goals. I'm a lesbian, but my crush is straight. I mean, that's just that's just more fun. More of a game. I would recommend writing in to ask Freddy about that. Mm-hmm. And Adrian, why does racism still exist? Ooh. Because racists still exist. Ooh. But d- don't you think their next question, like, it's going to be like a kid asking why, it's going to be why do racists still exist? Because the concept of race still exists. That actually just blew my mind. Holy shit, Adrian. Yeah, abolish race, bro. Okay, and finally, before we get to the actual full question, I'm freaking out about school lockdowns. Ooh, okay. Remember when we were talking about confidence and Paul's advice was to stay strapped? (laughs) You know, there's got to be a good guy with a gun if there's going to be a bad guy with a gun. I think statistically, there isn't going to be two school shootings at a school. So if you shoot up your school first, it's not going to (laughs) happen again. Great logic. All right, Adrian. And finally, the question that we are going to actually tackle. Ask Freddy. My friend started jeweling. Question. My friend recently jeweled at her school and told me about it. She asked me not to tell anyone, but I'm tempted to tell an adult. I'm not sure what the right thing to do is. Could you please help me with some advice? Don't be a fucking narc, bro. I mean, was it a cool flavor like mango? Was it like just mint or plain? Because I think that really affects my answer. Is there a plain flavor? Yeah, tobacco. Is it LaCroix? They have like the pure (laughs) flavor? (laughs) So they're in high school? Yeah. And she's doing jewel? Yeah, she's jeweling. Well, Paul, as a big jeweler yourself, as a big vape boy, what do you think? I'm not a big vape boy. I partake sometimes. I've seen you blow some chunky clouds. I think you should at least make sure she's trying to do cool smoke tricks. Oh, for sure. I know she's trying to be discreet about it, but you should make her be as undiscreet about it <laughs> as she can be. <laughs> yeah, teach her to do the tornado thing on the desk, teach her to do... I feel like that's one of those things where, like, if you told a teacher and they saw her do that, they'd be like, honestly, I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm yeah. just impressed. <laughs> and if the teacher was mad, you make the tornado so big, you blow them away. <laughs> was that not a thing from Jackie Chan Adventures? Why do I remember him being able to summon small tornadoes? I think you're thinking of the Tasmanian Devil <laughs> when they did that crossover. <laughs> not under his feet, like in his hand as like a power that he would shoot the tornado out of his hand. I don't remember what the set... Was every season about the uh, 12 Talisman or... Did they introduce more powers later on? I'm not sure. I remember one season was they... Because there's uh, definitely not 12 talismen and one of them is tornado palms <laughs> is the, the power. <laughs> I swear there was a, definitely a season where it was a time travel talisman. I remember it was like everything is messed up so we have to time travel now. Mm. One more thing. <laughs> Jackie! <laughs> I feel like you can't be upset that she's trying Jewel if you've never tried it. That's kind of hypocritical. You have to try it to see if it's cool. You gotta take a hit of that. Free your mind. I don't know why this person's even friends with this fucking narc. Yeah. Our advice should be for the cool kid jeweling. 
Did you ever uh, tell on anybody in school or anything like that? No. Do you ever tell on your twin brother to your parents that he was smoking pot? What is that from? That was two kids at our oh, high school. Oh, where oh yeah, the, Josh the and loser Sean. Twin, yeah. Wait, it was Sean and something. I don't know if the other one. Sean and Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, I think we can Shout name them. them. I, I want to name names. Let's let's get let's get whichever one ratted on the other one. I can't remember which was the one that I saw recently, but uh, yeah, I don't know if it was the narc or not. To be honest, I feel like this is probably really problematic of us. There's definitely like twin blogs and forums where they're like, "This is exactly the type of erasure that left mm. me with my self confidence issues." Nobody that nobody saw me as an individual. She should get her off jeweling and get her onto one of those cool rigs. Really get her to puff some fat like clouds. Like the butane, like, what is it? Like the, what do they call it? Are they, bu- I don't think they Dabs? have butane in it. No, 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 no where just... you, you have to use the butane, like, flame or whatever to. Oh. I don't know about those. Are you, should you tell her to be more classy and do, like, cigars or, like, Virginia Slims? <laughs> yeah, she should do those, uh, those, like, Audrey Hepburn big sticks that have a cigarette oh, at the Oh, do the Gandalf. <laughs> Didn't you used to have, like, a Gandalf pipe in, in high school? No. We definitely had a, like, tobacco pipe of some sort. Yeah, I had a tobacco pipe that we used to do one-hitters out of. But not were... a, not a Gandalf one. Yeah. I don't know if it was a tobacco pipe or a one-hitter pipe, but I, I definitely just, uh, had that for some reason. I remember one time I was talking to a friend in high school. I can't remember who was it. Was this me? Who had the, uh, it's like a uh, weed pipe that looks like a cigarette so that you can smoke it in public. And like, we're all still underage to smoke cigarettes too. (laughs) It's like, what was the point of that? That's really funny. Like a one hitter thing? How does that work? Yeah, it's a one hitter. You just like stuff it with weed and then you just, you can light it and smoke it. And it's like reusable? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a plastic cigarette with like a hollow interior. How would the weed stay lit to burn all the way through if you stuff oh, it? Oh, it's like a, you kind of have to, like, while you're hitting it, like, you just... It wasn't like a joint. Oh, so <laughs> I love the idea that you're, a flame is coming out of your lighter into your cigarette, and the cop is like, totally normal. <laughs> Seems about right to me. See, that's how cigarettes work. You can 100% <laughs> smoke them like that. Did you ever do that thing where you, like, smoked out of an apple or something that someone, like, constructed really quickly? Uh, yeah, a Coke can. Cocaine. Okay, my man, my man. Yeah, it really gave my lungs a real special type of uh, paint cancer. I remember making a lot of gravity bongs and waterfalls. Oh, I didn't make them. I left that up to our friend's brother who had this like weird trick where he would like put a string around it and light it and that would melt the glass and he would get this really clean cut. Yeah, I can see why like the glassware situation is like one of the kind of subcultures of people who smoke, but Jules just... Do they have that kind of variety, or is it just they all are black sticks? Well, th- this is, you know, one of those things where she's using the brand name kind Kleenex of situation. generically, right? She's like, my friend is jeweling. She could be using another vape, but I think the kids just call it jeweling. Gotcha. Are they, like, known for having customizability or, like, you know, like, no, aesthetics I, to Vaping them? has customizability, but if you're if you're sticking with the jewel brand, I think you just have flavors to choose from. Gotcha. You can't pick a hot pink or something to represent your individuality? Ooh, maybe you could, or maybe that was one of the things the laws made illegal because that makes it too fun for kids. You gotta collect them all like Pokemon. (laughs) I don't know if uh, this is, like, beyond the statute of limitations, but I know for sure Phil... You murdered a man last month? No, 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 two months ago. Um, Phil bought a jewel, like, starter kit uh, and got, like, an extra 20 bucks on top. For for an underage coworker at uh, Tokyo Grill when we used to have a smoke shop right next to us, 
And I didn't tell him because that would be lame. I think you should slap the jewel out of your friend's hand and go, I can't believe you're doing this shit. And then hand them a pipe and be like, smoke this cooler shit. You should tape a walkie-talkie like really deep in the fur of her dog's fur so that you can talk to her while she's high and, or high <laughs> off the nicotine and be like, I don't like you when you're like this. <laughs> you're different when you smoke your jewel. What other scare tactics have people used? Should you show her reefer madness? If you steal her jewel, she can't keep jeweling. Is that the moral message we want to give out is steal <laughs> the things that you don't want other people doing? Yeah. Look, Adrian, if you were like, I'm going to murder a man with this knife, I'd be in the wrong not to throw away that knife. Mm. If you do that, I, if you did that, I would try and attack the root issue of why you're trying to kill this man. But I guess you have more of just a broken glass policy. Yeah, but then you end up getting into the like deep, complex issues of the fact that it's like a really old man who has a disease that's going to be killing him slowly and painfully, and I've agreed to do it as a favor, and then you're going to be like, oh shit, I don't even know what's right or wrong here. Mm. I think I've told this on pod. I have had a situation where a friend of mine who used to smoke with a bunch of people and sometimes would go over to his place and we'd smoke, his mom was suspicious, or I think finally caught him with weed. Uh, and she asked, like, who he got it from or who he was smoking with. And he said that the first person he thought of was me. And so that's why he was no longer allowed over at his house. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I get it. Blame the Guatemalan. That honestly is kind of probably what went through his mind. Like, my mom will believe this. You know what? Now that I think about this, I think we have had this conversation on pod. Maybe it got cut out, but, like, that was exactly what you said last time. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that is believable to a mom like mine. And I'll tell you what. Um, any more advice for this person before we get to the uh, answer? I don't know what Freddy's ethos is, so I don't know what he's going to say, but I think the right answer is uh, express concern for your friend, but don't fucking tattle on them, bro. Yeah. Uh, tell your friend you're worried about her lungs. Print out some really cool medical articles about the research coming out about how bad jeweling is, but don't tattle on them. Also, the sense that I'm getting is that this is like a guy who's in love with this girl and that that's why he's concerned about her. And if that's the case, confess your love and say, I don't want you smoking that jewel because you're my crown jewel. <laughs> All right. Ask Freddy's answer to this question. It's, I understand you're in a tough spot after hearing from your friends that she's been using jewel. On the one hand, you're worried what vaping could do for her health. And on the other hand, you're worried that if you tell on her that she'd be upset with you. I'm sure it's pretty confusing to know what to do because the information that is being shared with young people about Juul, vapes, and e-cigs isn't always there. When I was in school, we would hear about the damage of cigarette smoking in our health classes from older adults. At the time, there was a lot more information about how cigarette smoking was bad for your health, but sometimes hearing that information from an adult didn't stop my classmates from trying it. If I'm being honest with you, I was one of those kids. I tried cigarettes for the first time when I was in high school. No, Freddy, take it back. I'm worried. This, all, all this is making me think of is the South Park episode with the uh, the assembly with the uh, volunteer people doing the <laughs> anti-smoke campaign and all of them start smoking cigarettes after they're like, and if you don't smoke, you can be just like us. <laughs> Even though I had heard all the bad things about it from adults. Lucky for me, I had a friend that talked to me about how unhealthy smoking was. And after listening to them, I stopped the habit. Here's the thing. There are definitely times where telling an adult about choices your friend is making could have positive impact. Do you think your friend is at risk of hurting herself or someone else? Let an adult know right away. But in this case, instead of going directly to an adult, go to your friend first. 
Telling on her might get her in trouble and could potentially have a negative impact on your friendship. She might not open up to you again. Unless you think your friend is in serious danger, use your own influence as her friend to promote healthier habits. Let her know that you care about her first and foremost. Let her know you're sharing these facts about the damages of jewels with her. Uh, that's a link. So when he says these facts, he's mm-hmm. linked them. Not because you want to rat her out, but because you want the both of you to be as informed as possible about choices that could have an impact on your health. There's nothing more empowering than taking care of ourselves. Our bodies are our temples, right? Your friend might think that e-cigs are harmless because many young people think e-cig products only contain water vapor. However, recent research shows that things like vape pens and Juul e-cigs aerosol is not harmless water vapor. E-cig aerosol also contains nicotine, cancer-causing chemicals, and heavy metals. Take a look at your article on the seven things e-cig companies don't want people to know as a starting point for your conversation. I recommend reading the article with your friends so you have a conversation together. Here's to great health book club? and great friendships. Yeah, this person's taken up jeweling because it's cool. Why are you going to give them homework? That's not cool. Yeah, that's not cool at all. That also, was, uh... if they contain heavy metals, are those potentially going to fight off the microplastics we're getting from breathing in the air? I mm. mean, at this point, we have to do a pros-cons comparison about if the aerosols sure. with the heavy metals are better for you than just the natural air we've produced on Earth. Yeah, my first thought about the cancer-causing agents was like, what what doesn't cause cancer these days, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, what doesn't cause cancer? You, you grab a little bit of uranium-248 and you rub it all over your body. It's just like, okay, but what doesn't cause cancer? Sure, I stole Marie Curie's body from the museum and slept with it for a night. <laughs> but what doesn't cause cancer? <laughs> Sure, I like to rub my body down in olive oil and go to Death Valley and just walk around to get myself a little tan. But what doesn't cause cancer nowadays? What, I'm supposed to not look good just for these doctors? Tell you what. Tell you what. By the way, that is the best way to get a tan is to slather up in olive oil. Oh, I know. The Romans knew. Our predecessors knew this. People don't want to acknowledge the ancestral knowledge that we have as a society. But like, you know, sometimes they have these things right. Adrian, come on, man. You know you're not going to convince the uh, trad people with that. Their they're, Seed oils are evil. What? Is that a trad thing? Yeah. Trad <laughs> wives don't use seed oils? We're off seed oils. They're, they're, they're what's causing everybody to be soy now. It's not soy products anymore. It's seed oils. I, that, I didn't know this development, to be honest. <laughs> um, I like that he took your advice one step further, where he was like, don't just steal her vape, but like replace it with an apple so she remembers to eat some fruit that day. <laughs> All right, well, we've heard from Freddy. Now let's hear from Jason. This is Jason Provencio. Uh, he is a uh, medium top writer in humor, satire, poetry, mental health, life, and others. Owner of the Bouncin' and Behaven blog, uh, writing for the outlet Medium. Uh, his column, Dear Jason, advice column, volume four. Another one who didn't have, like, a huge... Or a very long run from what I could see, but I was able to find, very luckily, first I was going to say, I don't know if I would call Medium an outlet. Medium is a platform for the platform medium? Platform, sure. Whatever you want to call it. I was able to, on first click, find one that was Halloween-themed, so um, here we go. Uh, Jason, well, it's that time of day again. We're now on our fourth volume of- Oh, and the reason, can I just say the reason jeweling made sense is because I think it's the uh, scariest epidemic that children are facing in America. Not like hunger or anything like that? No. Okay. 
Not like the trans ideology? No, that's the raddest one. Hey, come on, brother. Alright, here we go. Dear Jason, I find myself in a bit of a Halloween predicament. I live with my partner in a large city. Since coming to live in the big city from a rural farming area, I have come to love providing for kids something that I wasn't able to enjoy as a kid. We are the house on the street with big candy bars. We love trick-or-treaters, Halloween, and all things spooky and magical. Now we come to the problem. Our neighborhood is full of trunk-or-treat harvest festival touting families who have decided for the second year now to close our street so they can hide from local trick-or-treaters and hold a secret pasty block party out of view. Last year, we tried luring the local kids to our street, waving our big candy. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it only worked in part. What do you suggest we do this year to make sure that kids know we are open? Big love and happy spooking. Brett. I would say, how are they closing down your street? And I think it's one of those things where like a light off indicates that you're not open for Halloween, right? And so they, they're basically all deciding to keep their lights off so that they can have their own little block party. But where are they having the block party on Halloween night? Eh, probably someone's like backyard or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess people in my neighborhood did that, but they would also, that street that closed down for a block party would also, the block party would be in the street that night. Because it was in a cul-de-sac, yeah. and then they would still hand out candy to the trick-or-treaters, but everybody would be outside, and you would just kind of walk up to the group of parents, like, grilling and having their block party, and they would give you candy. Mm. Um, but it sounds like the neighbors don't want to do that. They're kind of enjoying the idea of being buzzkills or, like, keeping it in the community. They seem very insular, yeah. yeah. In this big city. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like they clearly still live in the suburbs. So what does it mean to be that they're? What does it mean that they're in a big city? I don't know. Maybe that's like a Queens neighborhood or something. Oh, okay, I see. I see. Hey, it's still one of the boroughs, Adrian. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Don't dismiss it. This guy might be the king of Queens. So why? Okay, so he wants trick or treaters. Okay, so it's not enough just to like have a Halloween party where he can hand out stuff. To kids, he wants trick-or-treaters specifically who can be wowed by him giving out full-sized candy bars. Yeah. Wow, it's very obvious this is about him and not about the children's joy. It kind of is, yeah, right? Because, like, I don't know, like, he's luring children to his house? <laughs> How do I lure children to my house? Because you can still trunk-or-treat by giving out big candy bars. I think when he said pasty as part of the answer... That was, like, showing that he didn't want to, uh, he felt like there was, like, a racial element to it. Like, they don't want outsiders. Like, every, you know, he doesn't want to give it to the mm -hmm. well-off people living on his street. He wants mm -hmm. to give it to the kids uh, right. from all around. Because those kids are like, oh, it's a full-size Hershey's bar. I only eat Ferrero Rocher. Dude, I fucked with Ferrero Rocher as a kid. I love that. <laughs> you would, you little elitist. <laughs> You little you class traitor. I thought they were so yummy, man. No, it was my dad's favorite uh, chocolate, so we would use get it for him for his birthday, and I'd usually sneak one or two. We have some in the kitchen right now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it goes pretty hard. Yeah. Never imply I'm counter-revolutionary. I'm for the people. What do you think the people are doing right now? If yeah, you yeah. Uh, probably eating gold foil-lined <laughs> candy. Wait, Ferrero Rocher is not gold-foiled. 
Yeah. It's a color gold, but it's not the material gold. Do you think things are more expensive? You can use gold to describe the color of something. You yeah, know that, but, right? but you were implying that that made it somehow more expensive or valuable. Like, not everything that has the color gold is... Paul, the aesthetics of opulence is key to the messaging of opulence, and that's what they're doing. Did you even watch ContraPoints' video? <laughs> also, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that company name correctly. Is that what it is? Ferrero Rocher? Or is it Ferrero Rocher? Rural, it's Rural Juror. The Rural Juror. The Rural Juror. <laughs> the Rural Juror. <laughs> um... Okay, other other things about uh this question. Um God, you talking about people having a block party and like grilling out. I think I told the story during the first Halloween episode, but God, that one guy in that one rich neighborhood that we used to go trick or treat in who would like give out full hot dogs and little barrel juices, man, that guy was the man. I gotta find out who he is and like thank him. Yeah, I think this guy at the block party, I I, I mean they had candy, but I also think like the in general the neighborhood was invited. Like if you wanted to as a kid get a hot dog, they would give you one. Which is what makes this question so funny, because I feel like generally block parties are for the benefit of everybody. It's funny that his block is being that insular and, like, mean-spirited about it. Do you think that this guy, that is the classic Halloween advice column, like, there's a few Dear Abbeys that are, like, classics that we don't bring in purposefully, but that one about, like, I'm, I'm mad that I live in a rich neighborhood and, like, the poor kids come to, like, oh, trick or yeah, treat yeah, in yeah, my yeah. neighborhood. That one is really funny. We never brought that one in, but that's, like, a classic if you ever search Halloween advice columns. Um... The other thing I was going to say was, oh, do you think that he gives out the full-size candy bars because it's easier to hide the drugs and the razor blades in them? <laughs> no, that's the full-size Skittle bars. That's how you get the rainbow fentanyl in full there. Full-size Skittle bars? <laughs> full-size Skittle bags. Okay. <laughs> because remember, some people would have the tiny Skittles bags that were square. Bags mm -hmm. of Skittles. And that's what you would get on Halloween. But the houses that handed out full-size candy bars would also hand out big skittle bags too sometimes let me ask you a question mm -hmm. how did you feel about honor system trick-or-treating destinations i always followed it but i never really cared about the idea of somebody else breaking it it felt like a thing created to be broken mm. yeah i think i think i feel the same way ring doorbells every time i see one i'm like those were so I like that people used to claim to have them before they existed, because I remember sometimes you would see a bucket of candy and you'd be like, we have a camera watching. And as a kid, I was like, no, you don't. Like, I'm a child. Also, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm a child. And I know that the like economics of having a camera watching for a bowl of candy makes no sense. Mm. <laughs> like, you, you back then, that would have cost so much money. To what? Yeah. Save pennies on a bowl of candy. Nowadays, it actually kind of makes sense. Like you really could record somebody. Do you think? Do you think that happened everywhere? The or do you think that was like a South Carolina thing, or at least like a rural South type thing? That we have a camera watching you. Sign? No, no, no. The uh, like bowl of candy honor system. Take what? I think that was everywhere. Because I know it's not. It that's that's not a completely unheard of economic system in that we also like on the roads near our house and near our high school there were like farmers who would put out like a whole thing of watermelons and be like take it and then put the money in the jar and like it's an honor system like i don't think they do that everywhere like that seems i don't think mm. anyone in davis would do that despite the like veneer of i don't know what what would the word be like uh communal community. positivity yeah did you ever run into this? You would go to a house, and if they liked your costume enough, they had a second they gave secret you an extra bowl. Yeah. No, no, they had a second secret bowl of full-size candy bars that they would let you to pick from. 
That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I I remember I got that at a house once and I was psyched. I've mentioned this on pod before, but there's nothing I loved more than my uh than my scream mask that the blood I could pump on mm, my hand. It was the, that costume, and the blood would fall down. It people loved that. That I, yeah, that was a costume that got me a full size candy bar from a house where they were like, "Oh, that's cool," and they pulled out the full size candy bar basket and let me pick from it. Mm, so they didn't care about creativity; they cared about the fact that you could afford a fancier costume than other people. Seems kind of revolutionary. You're right. That suburban South Carolina house was counter-revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, before I was old enough to get invited to things, and also after I was old enough to get invited to things, but too lame to get invited to things, I used to hand out candy with my mom. Um, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, and I always enjoyed that. Except we didn't hand out candy. We were always a uh, a toothbrush b- bag of chips family. Bag of chips. Yeah. It'll parents- usually balance out that savory. <laughs> my parents used to hand out, uh, we, they got the, like, from Costco, like, the 124 pack of individual, oh, the 100 pack. Yeah, the 100 pack of individual, uh, chip bags. And. Nice. Would hand it out. People used to really, it was an interesting thing because I used to help my mom hand They'd it out. They'd get mad because, like, it'd be late in the night. They'd be like, no more nacho cheese Doritos or whatever. And it's like, there's only so many in the pack. I mean, I'm sorry. You got to do classic Lay's. Um, but That's it all was, we got left. It was something I observed. I don't think my mom ever noticed it, but, like, the kids would always be really psyched. Sometimes the parents would be psyched too. They'd be like, oh, that is really cool and interesting, like a bag of chips. Every once in a while, you'd get a kid that was really psyched, and the mom would, like, look at it and be like, why are they handing, like, they would clearly be pissed it wasn't candy. Like, they'd be like, that's not what my kid's supposed to get. Yeah, I don't know how you do things over in Lebanon, but over here, that's not candy. That was, like, literally no kid would ever be upset, but sometimes you'd just get a parent who, like, clearly was like, this isn't traditional. Mm. And, I mean, I don't know, I was just getting it from their energy, nobody ever said anything. Kids loved it. People would literally, like, leave our house psyched. Cool. Uh, my parents would hand out bowls of chili. Really? No. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you guys about nowhere. Who would yeah, come up think to about your house? my house. Who would <laughs> trick-or-treat at my house? Well, I thought maybe that's why. Like, it was a challenge. Like, if It was you a could real trick. If you could get to the Perez house, you got a full meal. <laughs> they would war- oh, wrap sense. a warm blanket around the kid, and then they would hand them a nice warm bowl of chili. <laughs> They'd give you, like, an apple and some, like, hard tack for the road ahead when you get out. <laughs> Dude, your house, like... Well, your house was a mess, but your property was beautiful. I really like that pond in the area. Yeah, it's a good spot. Also, I didn't mean, I don't think your parents still listen, but if they do, cut that cut that part out where I called your house a mess. <laughs> I mean, I think you knew it was a mess. I think your parents know it's a mess, too. They're like, bless, God bless this mess, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> they really do need one of those sides, and now that I know they're <laughs> Protestant, I know that they would love it. <laughs> There was, oh, there would be a few houses where, like, you'd go and you'd very, like, clearly get the gist that, like, it's adults getting drunk and, like, watching horror movies and stuff. And then when they get a ring on the doorbell, they're like, oh, okay, we gotta go get handle this trick-or-treater really quick. Like, clearly, like, that was not the main part of their night, but they also, like, made sure to have candy for trick-or-treaters. And that was always. Uh, yeah, I remember that. And I really liked it. I always thought that was, like, very fun. Good vibes. Yeah. Um, I think as a kid, yeah, you did, like, take note of the different energies from people. Uh, there was, like, the classic, like, you know, old person, like, oh, everybody's cute. There's the, like, a dad who clearly was forced to answer the door and had no interest mm-hmm. and just, like, put out the bowl of candy and is, like, you just kind of grabbed it and kind of grunted. Like you said, the old person who, like, asks everybody who they are because they don't understand modern references. Yeah. They're like, are you Steven's universe? And you showed up as Wordle that year, so they were super confused. 
That's a cool costume. I, I heard somebody say that this weekend. They were like, I'm going as Wordle. I'm going to do a white shirt with post-it notes. It's very easy. Ooh, that is kind of cool. Would be better last year when Wordle was actually like way more of a thing, but way to really get into it now. My suggestion was slutty Wordles, just not the white t-shirt, just right on Ooh, the chest. just the, okay, yeah, I like that. Any other advice for this uh, for this guy? What's his problem? Um, he wants to give candy out to the masses. Uh, I really think, like, maybe a part of it is, like, I don't know how his street is set up. I feel like logistically there's a location or something you could do to get candy out to the kids as they're walking by your street and deciding not to go down it because it's all blacked out. But if you can't do anything like that, like, I don't know, like, it's everybody else's on the street's decision if they want to do Halloween or turn their lights off. There's really not much you can do about it as, like, a single person to uh, affect their decision. So if you can't find out logistically how to get to where the kids are and hand out your candy, I mean, trunk or treat. Just pull up your car to the end of the street, and as kids walk by and decide to walk by the street... Be like, hey, you know, have your drink out, your grill out, get your George Foreman. Have a good time. Throw your own little party right there. I think you were right in saying that it's clearly about him and not about the kids. Because, like, if you really didn't care and you just wanted kids to be able to enjoy something you didn't, you just donate donate what you had to someone else who actually can provide it to people. Yeah, you could give it to a friend who lives somewhere where kids do show up. Or you could go to a party at a friend's house where kids show up. Yeah. Uh, find find a neighbor or something that, like, they do do that and be like, let's watch spooky movies and I want to provide the candy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know Jason, so I don't know how he's going to answer that, but I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good answer. Before we get into his answer, Paul, the economics of candy trading after Halloween. Mm. Did you go through all that? No, my siblings were too old, so I used to bring my candy home and then I just had my candy. I was actually, uh, I wasn't, <laughs> my, <laughs> uh, this makes me sound so boring. I wasn't like a fiend for candy as a kid. I didn't have that massive a sweet tooth. My parents also mm. never really limited how much candy I was allowed to have. So mm. Halloween was never like, I wasn't like, oh my God, I finally get to eat all the candy I want. I thought it was fun to go trick or treating, but then I'd get home and put the candy like, oh, what? Like I'd pick out some of my favorites and have them. But other than that, it would just be like. This candy's now around the house, kind of like my mom also keeps candy around the house that I'm allowed to have usually, so mm. it, was, uh, it wasn't like a crazy sort of like, I finally get one night a year to pig out thing for me. Mm. Was it for you? Did you, uh, and plus my siblings were older, so I couldn't trade with them. Did you have like, I know you and Dorley were closer in age, so there's a little bit more opportunity to. Yeah, I had my sister and then I had my neighbors too, who would usually go trick-or-treating with us, so. Yeah. I was able to get some deals done. Mostly what I would try and do the is art of the of deal. My... Hey, folks, everybody knows a Twix is worth four packs of nerds, okay? Oh, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good conversion ratio for someone who never traded their candy. <laughs> um, it was mostly for me getting rid of all of my chocolate stuff to get fruity stuff, except for chocolate and peanut butter. If I had Reese's, I did like those. It is funny how obviously pre-diabetic all this was. PD, as I call it, your pre-diabetic era. Oh, yeah. Anyways, in general, I just tried to get... I'm not a huge fan of milk chocolate, so I would just try and get rid of those. And I think some people like them, and you know people's preferences, so you can kind of aim for the right person to get what you want. The art of the deal, baby. Art of the deal. We had a little capitalist in our midst. No, more of like an anarcho-primitivist, because it's more about bartering, you know? And you used to work your way around somehow that you would get, like, double... You would start with one Twix, and you'd end with two Twix, because you traded so intelligently. 
I'd get a left and a right Twix. All right. Dear Brett. Oh, yes. Those people. I've seen this trunk-or-treat bullshit advertised locally. Often churches seem to offer this to lure you onto their property and hand you the worst candy, along with print propaganda inviting you to come hate minorities, liberals, and the LGBTQ community with their members each Sunday. Fuck those bigots. People need to get out of their tree-hugging hippie zones and get with the program. Who? What? Wait. What side is this guy on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually confused. Wait, are they... <laughs> Okay. Back in my day, <laughs> camp is where you went to have fun. <laughs> Back in that. <laughs> Back in my day, all we had to worry about was not biting through a damned rusty razor blade in our candy. Easy enough to check for that with your giant candy bars. Put out online ads on your social media that offer shots for adults or hits from the bong. Don't worry if you don't actually have a bong. Just tell anyone who shows up that they should have arrived sooner. When you party like it's 1999, shit happens. Their greedy asses will still be happy about the free giant candy bars. Here's to generosity, childhood ad- childhood obesity, and your role in it. Spooky Jason. That sucked, man. That was I like don't understand a what this horrible guy believes. attempt at comedy or a horribly weird belief system. Hey, glass houses can't throw stones, but uh, get funny, man. I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't that. <laughs> I have nothing but contempt for whatever we just heard. I'm going to I'm going to treat this like a uh, food critic review. I think there were parts of this review or parts of this answer that were successful and some were, that were not as successful. And by that, I mean, all of it was not very successful. And I think if you're going to do a deconstructed advice column like this, you should um, just don't do it and do more of like a traditional thing. I think that's what people like. I think that's what they appreciate. All right. Well. Third seggy on the reggie. Third seggy, Adrian. Adrian, often people, you know, we, we, we discussed it at the beginning, Freddy versus Jason, most ambitious crossovers. There was this meme a while back called, uh, you know, uh, people are saying, people are saying Avengers Endgame is the most ambitious crossover ever created. And then they would like post a picture of something like a different crossover that they thought was more ambitious. So basically, we're just going to do a roundup of some of the things people have called the most ambitious crossovers. All right, Adrian. Marvel claims Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover event in history. Me. This is Hannah Montana and Sweet Life. And That's So Raven. Ooh. I don't remember this. Do you remember this? I don't remember this at all, no. It looks like when they were all in their prime, so it's not like we shouldn't have been aware of it who who's hosting this event i guess is my question it's called the mixed up mashed up edition Dis- disney channel it's a uh, disney dvd that might be why we didn't see it mm. but you know how like usually for mashups there's like not like a neutral location like someone's the host like does it say in the plot summary like i feel like they should the way they should have done it was clearly that they were going to the hotel right like, uh, yeah, having yeah, yeah. not seen this, that seems like the most exciting location and the one that makes sense. Like, they're, that's a Raven and Hannah Montana are at the hotel, Hannah Montana for a concert, Raven for to visit her brother at the White House. <laughs> Is, were they in D.C.? Is that where they was located? I don't remember. Ooh, they 100% had a moment where Raven had a vision 
and she doesn't know how to tell the difference between the twins, so she thinks something bad's gonna happen to one of the twins, and it actually happens to the other oh, one. Oh, but she only knows one of them, so she's like, Mac, mm-hmm. you're in trouble! Great impression. <laughs> Leave it in. Um, this person said, Marvel, Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover event in history. Me. And then he posted when the Power Rangers met the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Man, why don't I remember any of these? I feel like I was around for them. (laughs) They look really happy to be meeting. The blue Power Ranger is literally clapping above his head while the black Power Ranger does what looks like a TikTok dance. That's cool. I think that is more ambitious than Marvel because the thing about the Avengers is that it makes sense that they were crossed over. They were created right? to yeah, be in the exactly, same yeah. universe. That's what makes a crossover so uninteresting. This, they were never meant to be in this universe. That's what makes it so dynamic and so uh compelling to see these characters have to find a way to interact. I think both series, I can see why they were crossed over, right? It's like both series are American shows with like heavy Japanese influence. Ooh, because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are doing Kung Fu, and because the Power Rangers are, like, kind of kaiju fighters. They're like Gundam bros. Gundam bros that are fighting kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. That does make sense. They are both kind of Japanese-influenced, uh, mm-hmm. um, series. Okay, next up we have Marvel. Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover event in history. Me. And they posted the Windows 95 video guide. Starring Chandler and Rachel from Friends. So this is a crossover between Microsoft Windows and Friends. Yes. Which is crazy because I think Friends started to come out in 95. So this was like a real early get. Or this video guide came out way later for Windows 95 after the show had popped off. They got a lot of like feedback over two or three years and they're like, all right, we should probably release a guy. (laughs) Do you think this says something about the fact of who they thought were going to be the biggest stars from the show? I think this says a, this tells a little bit about who needed the money the most. That probably makes more sense. I was about to say, because, like, if we're talking about, like, historically, Ross was the one who won everybody those, like, $1 million per episode contracts. Like, he was the favorite out of the show when it was running. Oh, really? Which is weird, because Ross is a whiny-ass little bitch. He was the favorite on the show? I thought they all, like, stuck together. He was together. the one making the most money, and he was the one that, like, led the charge for them getting their uh, pay bumps. I was gonna- Well, that might make the most sense, because in the early season, I think the show was mainly meant to be about the dynamic between Ross and Rachel, and it makes sense that back then they just paid the man more out of, like, I assume contractually that's what the studios had, like, written as what their, like, bylaws was that the man naturally gets paid more. Maybe, because it also probably depends on who was more famous coming into the show, because I feel like, was that David Schwimmer's first big thing? Because, like, I think Monica had roles before that, right? She was, like, in Scream, or I guess maybe Scream was after that. I don't know. I don't know that I wasn't around for it. I don't read articles about this. All this is stuff that, like, I hear through the grapevine, so who knows what's true. But as for rating this uh, Windows 595 video guide, I mean, who do you think would do Microsoft Windows 2022 guide? It'd be like uh, Mr. Beast and a uh, TikToker. And uh, Addison Ray. But yeah, uh, so you were saying who would it be nowadays? Mr. Beast and Addison Ray? Okay, I could see that. It could also be like... Well, you said Addison Ray. I said Mr. Beast. You said Mr. Beast and a TikToker. That's the only TikToker I know. N- uh, Nick Mullen? You're right. Mr. Beast and Nick Mullen should do it. That's a pretty cool combo. <laughs> Kanye West and Mike Myers? Windows doesn't care about black people. <laughs> 
Uh, next up, we have Marvel. Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover event in history. Me. And that it's a picture of Jackie Chan hanging out with a condom. Which I Jackie! did. Jackie! I did Google what that's from. And it's from uh, Jackie Chan did a public service announcement starring an animated condom. What was it about? Chan assures us the guy is very strong due to his ability to protect users from HIVs and STDs. They even go on to f- show a few kung fu moves together. Oh, nice. Oh, I don't like how that condom moves. <laughs> um, then we have Vegemite and Ca- Cadbury Dairy Milk. Uh, I guess it's a candy of some sort. Is that a bar? or I guess it's a yeah, chocolate it like a little... bar with Vegemite yeah. flavor. Yeah. That sounds nasty. That's nasty. Nasty. So, Adrian, how do you feel about the Cartoon Network Super Secret Crisis War? Uh, I don't know what this is. In 2014, Cartoon Network did a massive crossover uh, called the Super Secret Crisis War, which had Samurai Jack, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, the Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, and Ben 10 all crossed over. The primary villain was Samurai Jack Saku. Who performed- yeah, I was gonna say because that was like three Kennedy Tartakovsky things, and then like just two ancillary things. I guess Aku, you know how he kind of did time travel. I think he did like a world jumping thing to bring everybody together to have to fight him. Oh, you do have to do a lot of interdimensional stuff to, to get some uh, storylines together. Uh I've never saw that. Twenty fourteen was a little after our era. Sounds cool. I, I I would take out Ed Ed and Eddie. They seemed like they were definitely just there for jokes. I never watched Ben Ten, so I'd knock them out. But it would be cool to see Powerpuff Girls and Dexter uh, vibe. Yeah, I definitely didn't watch this in real time. This is like past when I had cable. Um, do you think that one of the things that like people talk about is like, could Goku beat Superman or whatever? Like, is there a difference in what they're able to contribute? Like, what did Ed, Ed and Eddie contribute to fighting Aku? That's what I was saying. <laughs> like, least, they're definitely yeah. the comic relief, right? Like, what are, they they can't do shit. What what are they gonna? There's definitely a joke about uh, the jawbreaker being like hard enough that even Aku couldn't break it or something. Mm, yeah, yeah. What was the other one? Dexter's lab. Okay, so he has science powers. You got Powerpuff Girls with actual powers. You got Samurai Jack, and then Ben Ten, who has all those aliens. You see, I never watched Ben Ten. I don't even really know the concept of it. He gets a watch that gives him ten alien powers, and then he gets a bunch of aliens. I don't know. His name is Ben Tennyson in the show, so that gives you a level of uh, writing that they're working on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it was a fun romp. Um, next up, we have... Uh, oh, how didn't we think of this one before? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Is that a crossover? Yeah, because, I mean, I think Roger Rabbit was an original character, but everybody else, like, they had Bugs Bunny in it, they had Mickey Mouse, they had a bunch of characters. Oh, I've never watched it. What is Roger Rabbit? He's a, it's like a detective thing where there's like a, a a world where Toontown actually exists and they star in the animated movies, but then there's like one detective who's like racist against Toons and he wants to kill them all. And it's like a- Oh, I don't like that. It's like like an X-Men. It's like a detective story about them trying to figure out why somebody's trying to like frame Toons. Did you know that in the original book, Roger Rabbit actually does do it? Really? What? That makes no sense. That's a lie. Just saying. You're, no, you're lying to me. Look it up. Uh, I won't, because Google you're the lying. Chef. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have uh, opinions on that film? I've never watched it. It was fun. I don't really know. 
I guess it was like before they really were like, they weren't doing like a wink and a nod to the audience about everything in it. So it didn't feel as much like a crossover. Whereas nowadays, the like idea of a crossover almost seems to be like, hey, wouldn't, you know, like it almost feels like they're going, wouldn't that be crazy? Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> what, who's the purple guy from the uh, McDonald's crew? What's his name? Grimace. Grimace. Uh, Marvel Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover event in history. And then they have Grimace meeting Donald Trump. Was that pre? That was pre-presidential, right? Yeah. It's very clearly like some sort of 90s oh, ad. that's just like, yeah, this is a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> um, that is actually pretty ambitious. Grimace? Clearly an anti-capitalist socialist hero meeting with the most famous capitalist at the time? I think that's only egregious in retrospect. I think at the time that was probably perfectly like, I don't think anyone would have had it on their bingo card for the year, but like, I don't think it was probably that insane. Um, For some reason, somebody, I don't know, when did Lin-Manuel Miranda meet? Is that Chance the Rapper? Not that ambitious. Yeah. That that almost seems like a cliche sort of crossover. Any opinions? What what would you like their uh, song to have been about if they did a song? I think they should have, he should have had Chance help him write a diss song against Immortal Technique who bullied him in high school. <laughs> um, Next one, Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island. Oh, I think they also did Scooby-Doo too. Ooh, that is on this page. Are they still They also did uh, Futurama. That was a great episode of Futurama. That was a good Harlem episode, Globetrot- yeah. Globetrotters. Do they still do things? Like, are they still a brand or? Yeah, no, they still tour. They come to the Spectrum Center. I, I've- been thinking of getting tickets because I have those uh, Spectrum tickets. The Harlem Globetrotters. Remember when they were like, like I think that was before our time yeah. that they were like a name. That <laughs> I think it was before from. we were born that they were actually like a relevant institution. Yeah. Pretty cool though. Then we have uh, apparently the Supernatural Brothers were animated into an episode of Scooby-Doo. The only thing I'd, I've never watched Supernatural, I know it was like... Oh, I have strong opinions about it. I was going to say, I know it's big in the same crowd of people who liked, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's, like, big mm-hmm. with, like, Tumblr girls who like to write, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, fan fiction. Fanfics. And I know yeah. that, that everybody always made jokes about how odd it was that people really leaned into the incest of the, the two brothers, main characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to the point where, like... I think it was one of those shows like BBC's Sherlock or Doctor Who where in later seasons they became aware of their sort of like online fame and leaned into it, mm-hmm. uh, like playing into fan theories and kind of acknowledging and uh, making the show even more epic in the way that the internet audience wanted it to be. They added bacon to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they added bacon and narwhals. Um, I watched the first episode with my girlfriend in high school at one point when we were trying to find the new show we were going to watch together. Didn't really like it. Didn't watch more of it. But Patrick in, in college really liked it. And so he showed me some episodes as well. And what I hate most about that show is that it apparently gave him a taste for classic rock and roll. <laughs> so when we would do music circle when we were drunk, he would play these like long ass classic rock and roll songs. And I'd be like, Anything else, please. Just I know you like the soundtrack of the show, but it has tainted your music taste. It wasn't good to begin with. Like you used to really like that passenger song by that weird Irish band, but like God, it's only gone downhill since then. Okay, so he was really on that uh, Stranger Things tip where he liked soundtracks as a way of yeah. discovering new music. Yeah, yeah. Discovering classic music. 
That's interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that classic rock was their go-to. I would have thought that they were the type of show where they had, like, a uh, in-house, like, producer who, like, did spooky keyboard sounds for every episode. Like the... Bah, bah, bah. Boo. <laughs> um, he played the, uh, what's that thing Hannibal Buress always plays on his podcast? The theremin? I would have thought they would have had an in-house theremin guy to do the music for Supernatural. Oh, yeah, 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 that would have been hard. All right, Adrian, out of all those crossovers, I think we're finished. Do you have a favorite? Do you have, like, one that now you're thinking about would be a good idea? Do you, How do you feel about Marvel in retrospect after going through all those? Where does Marvel fit into the list? It's too obvious. Bottom tier. It is bottom tier, I agree. Yeah. And it's ambitiousness. But because all the characters kind of fit together because they're all superheroes. It's a perfectly workable crossover. I mean, they all sure. sort of belong together. My same thing about the power level actually applies to Marvel as well, where, like, they really, like, stack up how powerful each, like, mm. uh, hero is. And so they're in this, like, big battle, and they're, like, certain superheroes that they've, like, from Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're just, like, punching one dude at a time. And then there's people that come out and just, like, kill a hundred villains at one moment because they're way more powerful. Oh, it's yeah. like, it seems like some of you are more useful to this cause than others. Um, I think some of you literally can't die. Like, maybe you should just send that person out. The Doctor Strange guy's literally just, like, a fucking, like, he's literally a wizard and can just, like, open portals and, like, fold reality. And then the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy is just a raccoon with a gun. <laughs> It's like, you guys are equally useful for this fight. <laughs> and then they do kind of find a way to try to imply that that's true, where, like, he'll be the one to, like, catch the most important item and throw it to the character Golden who can snitch. use it. You know what I mean? Like, they I guess they kind of make fun of that a little bit in the latest Thor movie, where, like, they call Thor for help at one point, and he just, like, thunderbolts all of the entire, like, villain's army or whatever in the, like, beginning of the movie when they're showing how tired he is of, uh... Doing the same shit over and over again or whatever. Hey, I'll tell you, Waika Taititi, a gem. Taika Waititi or Waika Taititi? <laughs> Taika Waititi, a gem. Cut out the racist part of me mispronouncing his name. Such a gay movie, though. I could not handle it. <laughs> Famously, one of the gayest movies. Forget all those movies made by actual queer directors featuring queer characters as the main characters for decades that have gone underappreciated and underfunded it's really taika waititi who's making the best queer cinema yeah that's my big fact uh and i'll say this i think the greatest crossover event of all time you know poly brand string cheese where they did the one where it's white cheese and orange cheese and like i don't think you could really identify them as mozzarella or cheddar but like they were just different colors and they swirled them together peanut butter and jelly in one in one jar are you kidding me? Yeah, what what a way to make sure that you can only use that for one thing. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm just going to put this out into the atmosphere. My big fact is I really want an episode of Ted Lasso where he meets BoJack Horseman. I don't know if somebody can figure out how to make that one work, but that would just make me a happy. Will Arnett, Will Arnett crossover? Yep. Was that the idea there? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I want him to do a Medea thing. Also, Will Arnett is not in uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just totally convinced, uh, mixed him up with Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. <laughs> might be, might be. Because I was going to say, I think I mentioned it before, but the uh, Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go crossover, <laughs> where the Teen Titan Go character is like, damn, that was way cooler. Why are we doing this now? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're all thinking it, buddy. All right, Adrian, it was a fun one. It was a little kooky. It was a little spooky. Hey, and I need to go take a dookie. So let's get out of here. Mm -hmm.